lose feeling of your senses. Wild and crazy. Maybe winning a PGA Tour tournament. Yeah, I don't know. Bald guy still has it. Just grabbing a, a handful of back hair. What's up, Trav? Fresh off the couch. I'm actually recording on the couch right now. I am so jealous because I'm having to sit in a chair right now, and I would much rather be lounged on the couch. Yeah, man. I uh, think it feels splendid. I can hear the uh, the faucet in the background. I assume uh, the uh, the lovely lady is, is doing dishes or or that or is what? that is a uh, pan, and I'm pretty sure it's sizzling oil. <laughs> Oh man, dude, you got some uh, you got some food being cooked up right now. Yeah, do you want some? <laughs> yeah, dude, put it in the mail, dude. I'll get it overnighted. Dude, I'll express I'll express it over to you. Is that what it's called? No, expedite. Yeah, there it is. Hey, yeah, I mean, ex- Express works too. Yeah, I'll put it on the Express FedEx truck. Have you ever had that Gold Belly? Actually, Gold Belly is the the company that like ships like more hot food or. Uh, cold food too so you can get like really cool places from across the country and they'll they'll ship it to you like like you order like an uber eats but i can order like a specialty restaurant from like new york is that what you yeah mean? yeah what? i mean this this isn't even an ad either i shouldn't yeah it's legit yeah it's pretty cool Wait, it's called gold we we should do this and i will give you obviously you lived here so you know a, a lot of the restaurants but maybe i'll find a mm-hmm. restaurant here in long beach Mm-hmm. And you have to order something that I tell you to order, and then you tell me something from New York, and then I'll order it from there. I would that would be so down for our next segment. We'll try it, and then we'll give it a little quick rating, and then uh, we can go from there. Dude, I love that idea. That's right. that's a great. Okay, well, we'll uh, we'll try it for the next episode. We'll. Uh, I already have something in mind. Katz's Deli, I believe, is on Gold Gold uh, Gold Belly, and we can we can ship that over. Maybe I can. No free shoutouts. Maybe I can get a. Get a uh, little sponsorship and Gold Belly will do it for free. Dude, hell yeah, I'm in. All right. All right. Let's get into this episode, even though I can talk food all day. Um, if first only off, you could what... smell what I'm smelling right now, buddy. <laughs> uh, I smell, per- personally, right now, I smell my air conditioner. Um, I don't know if it has a specific <laughs> scent, but it's just blowing right now. And then uh, I think you yeah. need to get your filters checked, pal. <laughs> That's not some, good. <laughs> some mold in there. Who knows, brother? Jeez, uh, how was uh, how was your day, Trav? Dude, I had a great day. I um had an interview at work, so I've been working at uh, Rio Tinto for going on seven months now. I think this is this is my seventh month, and um, just had an interview for a supervisor position. So that was pretty cool. I think it went really well um they sent me home right after though so i don't know <laughs> i don't know exactly what that means i either i either got the job or i got removed from the company i'm not sure oh man i i i hope i hope you still have a job but at the same time the story would be so good if it just comes out that they're like yeah honestly man we really, really value you as an employee until you interviewed for this position and we realized we hate you yeah you interviewed so poorly that Instead of giving you a promotion, we just completely took you off the roster. <laughs> you're done, dude. You're demoted. You're gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's, but yeah. That's... No, it, it was uh, it was exciting. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully that swings in my favor and I didn't get fired. But uh, that was a yeah. that was a big deal. I thought it went pretty well. So. Yeah, I doubt you got fired. Uh, that's that's exciting, man. Congrats. Uh, what about you? How was your day? 
it was good, man. I just started uh started a new position at work, so it's been day two. It's been a lot. I uh, like reverse just, cowgirl. Yeah, day two reverse cowgirl. I guess <laughs> I, I, have, I have no idea what that means, but I'm just you gonna go with position. it. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I get it. Yeah, it's been a. Uh, it's it's. I, I I personally I meant I don't know what that is. Like reverse cowgirl. I'm a missionary with the lights on, kind of guy. Stare at each other and tell <laughs> tell each other you love them. He's Soft like, no, stay I love on. You yes, no, I love you more. No, I love you more. But I do just staring her in the eyes the entire time. Yes, and then I just have her have her recite different quotes from the Bible. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was about I was about to try to quote something from the Bible until I realized I don't know anything. <laughs> Psalms nineteen five. Thou shall not pass. <laughs> You're reciting something from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> hey, it has it has Lord in it. You know that kind of made sense. Oh man, that is dude, my that's, Bible. That's too much. Uh, uh, so let me get back by popular demand. Uh, my dating stories. I had uh, several people reach out and tell me that they they loved hearing them, or hearing the one from last week, and uh, and just some funny stuff. My roommate at the time even reached out and was like, "Dude, you." you shouldn't have told that story it just brought back some funny memories of me seeing that but I, you should have told the story at the same time it was just great <laughs> overall great luckily i didn't get any hate mail about it but uh this week's i um i'm gonna tell less of a story more of just i don't even know if call it a habit but it was a habit in like college towards the end of my college years um just something i would do so mm. i was on the dating apps right i was on tinder Grindr. i was on <laughs> I don't <even> think <laughs> grinder, oh, good one. Uh, I was on Tinder, and uh, I think Tinder was just the only one. Maybe Bumble was the one around two. Oh, we all right over there. Bless you. <laughs> uh, uh, geez, man, that was intense. Just completely just threw, threw you off track. Huh? Just threw her back out. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Tinder and Bumble were the two dating apps at the time, and uh, I would match with with girls, and we'd be thrown around. I'm a big, obviously, I want to go on a date right away. I'm on a dating app to go on dates, not to just sit there and chat on the app. So, right, we'd go back and forth a lot of times, and it, it was all on purpose. Go back and forth with like different date ideas, or be like, oh, have you tried this place or this and that? And then I always would typically go back for back and forth for a little bit, and then I'd always would then go to the point like hey you know what i've really wanted to do is go on this hike to the hollywood sign Mm -hmm. and i would take these girls to the they'd be like oh yeah 100 i'm down and it was it started off just like basically i did it for the first time and then from there i just started just doing it basically every girl i matched with on tinder from there on out and i probably did it over 15 times where i'd take them to the hollywood side and every time i'd act like it was my first time going to the hollywood side Because that is so, that not something that people that are from around here do, like just for fun? Uh, I guess not. A lot of people would like, oh, I've never done that either, and I would just, I was like, oh yeah, me either. I just because you want to have the factor in there for them that <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah, you know, we're both doing this the first time together. We're build, we're building out memories. So even <laughs> I'd take it, I'd take it a step further where like when we're driving there, I'd be like, yeah, like do you know where we should park? And like I know exactly where we should park. I know exactly where we should go. But I'm just like, you know maybe just buying into it a little bit too much just thinking it was a fun game or did you even... ever have a slip up where you're like 
Oh yeah, right under the O, there's a rock. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that there's a rock down there somewhere. <laughs> More the the slip ups that I had was like if the girl's like, yeah, let's go this way because it's like a specific height to get it, and I'll be like, no, 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 no it's this way. And she's like, well, I want to go this, and I'll be like, uh, all right, like, and then we just, <laughs> I'll be like, no, I know how I can get there. God damn it. <laughs> I've heard from multiple sources that we should not go that way. Yeah, that was, uh, and then after the end of the hike, I would always uh, like finish by going to this like milkshake place that's down there. And I'm surprised none of the employees there like knew me by name after like the 15th time that I've been there. (laughs) Oh, hey Ben, you're back again. I didn't like, didn't like the last three very much, huh? (laughs) Oh yeah. The best was that I would always bring the girls back. Not always, but sometimes they would come back to my house in Long Beach and, um, my roommates i had female roommates at the time and they would all like oh how was the hike like and they totally buy in like i was like i'd have to like prep them like hey i'm going on a hike to the hollywood sign make sure you don't say like oh, oh yeah he does that all the time they, <laughs> they would always... they would wing woman for you super hard <laughs> yeah it was great it was uh honestly the best so that was a uh, that was a funny funny little occurrence and then when i moved back so just in 2020 during the pandemic i moved back to la just for old time's sake, I went on the, the old Hollywood sign. I took a date to the Hollywood sign and it ended up being completely different than what I remember. Like I actually got lost. I didn't know where the heck to park. I didn't know anything. I was like, wow, this whole Hollywood sign stick is really gone for me. You know, I really got slapped in the face. I looked like an idiot. Like it actually was your first time again. <laughs> yeah. And she was just like, oh yeah, you've done this before. And I was like, no, I guess not now. <laughs> We'll keep the and line the, going. No, of course and the, not. And and the milkshake place was closed. It closed down forever, dude. Yeah, so I just I lost it, man. So many memories just taken away from you. Yeah, man. It was a it was a great one. So I'm sorry to all the girls out there that I acted like it was my first time going to the Hollywood sign. It probably, they're probably wasn't. They're, they're probably thinking, yeah, it wasn't my first time either, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Every guy yeah. takes me there. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was. It was a good time, man. It was it was it was the the funner times. Oh well, yeah, uh, very good. Well, that leads into the uh, against the odds segment. Considering that, you know, I, I I beat the odds in this case, Trav. This is the segue of the year right here. By the way, I beat the mm-hmm. odds and I still went back, man. I went back to enjoy the times <laughs> I had. Uh, but yeah, let's lead into the against the odds segment where uh if you guys don't remember against the odds meaning something that happened in your life or something that happened in sports that was against the odds it usually doesn't happen that and you know it has happened in the last week since we last recorded um i'm gonna start uh because when i'm very uh, i apologize but uh this past this past week i i beat the odds i i flew to la i flew to long beach and I conquered the odds. And I'm just going to call myself out here. I conquered the odds. I flew all the way to Long Beach. That's a six-hour flight, basically, from New York City. I actually went back to go see my mom but I, uh, for her 60th birthday. Um, and then I went all the way to Long Beach, and I didn't. I beat the odds, and I didn't see Travis. Yeah. Let, well, let's <laughs> tell the listeners what happened. And it's not like it's not like you didn't see me because we couldn't see each other. Or we were, you know, maybe I was out of town. It wasn't like that. We literally did not see each other because you <laughs> fell asleep 
7.30 p.m. <laughs> Which I, I'm going to hear this excuse. Dude, it's 10.30 in New York. I'm tired. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear any of that. I was ready to. I even sent you a text. I'm ready to rage. I was concerned waking up to that, by the way. <laughs> and you I'm... fell asleep at 7.30. I know I did. I take that. I, I wasn't actually like, and I can't even, I can't say like, oh, I was day drinking hard all day. Because I really wasn't. I was very much pacing myself very, very nicely. I was hanging out with friends at a few bars. And in my defense, you said you couldn't hang out until after 8. And I was... So I was going home and I was taking a little power nap, maybe, maybe a little mm-hmm. power nap, laid down, woke up at 5 a.m. after that 730. <laughs> very rejuvenated, though. I'll tell you that. Very rejuvenated. I'm glad that you felt good because I still raged without you. <laughs> yeah, and I, I woke, woke up not only feeling like shit, but also disappointed that I didn't see you. So it was like I had anxiety and not hanging with you anxiety. And I was just mm. sad times, too. Yeah, and if it's any consolation, I also flew up to Northern California that morning and didn't see Brock either. But in that case, I had to see I had to see my mom. It was her 60th birthday. I legit had to see her. So uh, that that gets an excuse, but there's no excuse that I didn't see you. But I did beat the odds, you know. In that case, mm-hmm. I didn't want to beat the odds, but I beat the odds of not of not seeing you after we made plans. Um, I would even I go also- on a limb saying that you beat the shit out of the odds. That's how <laughs> that's how that's how sad it made me. I will go. I'll also say though, Trav, I wake up in the morning at 5 a.m. and I have a text from your friend saying, Hey, have you talked to Trav? I haven't heard from him. <laughs> and then the next text I read is from you, dude, where are you at? In all caps, I'm ready to rage. And I'm like, Jeez. You've only thought I was getting in like a bar brawl or something. Yeah. Dude, I was like, Jeez, man, what happened to this guy? This guy just end up in some like Tijuana <laughs> bar or something, just like, We're going to Mexico. Let's do it. You boys ever been to Mexico? <laughs> no, I, I will. For, for the people that have never drank with me, I am. When I am sober, I'm on my phone, kind of a lot. Like you know, checking Twitter, baseball scores, watching baseball, whatever. Usually, my phone is out if I'm just kind of like chilling around. You know, when I start drinking, I'm unreachable unless you obviously text somebody that's with me or you think is with me. But mm-hmm. poor, poor Cash, dude. I was so excited. I was you know, kind of like trying to get him in there with uh, one of Hannah's friends. And I was like, yeah, just come out to where we're at. I'll send you the address, send you where we're at. I do all this, but Cash luckily knows who how I am. So he's like, I'm going to wait to see if Travis actually keeps responding. Because if he doesn't, then I'm not going to go. So Cash is like super excited too. And then all of a sudden, I just fall off the face of the earth and I stop responding. Cash is reaching out to everybody. He's reaching out to <laughs> Hannah. He reaches out to Brock. He reaches out to you. He probably called my mom and dad. I don't know. Called your nana and had her do a Facebook post. <laughs> Has anybody seen my grandson? <laughs> but that poor guy, dude, I absolutely left him hanging. So when he listens to this, I just wanted to know that I am sorry. Oh man, that's that's too funny, man. I wish there could be like a movie montage of that night of literally just everyone where they're at looking for each other, like Bricks, where are you at? I'm trying to rage. Cash just <laughs> running around all of Long Beach looking for you. And then it's like your and Nana you just like about to go to sleep and she's like posting a Facebook post. And then it just pans to me just out cold snoring. <laughs> and drooling. I woke up and I woke up with no pants on too. And I was like, geez, what happened? And then I realized I took a shower and then I just laid down and fell asleep. But I was like oh. concerned. I was like, what happened? I'm naked. <laughs> I usually oh, you don't went sleep. all out. Yeah. 
uh, speaking of, of sleeping last night. So I'm, I talk in my sleep quite often, like, and I'll say some outlandish shit. Uh, Hannah told me this morning that when I was asleep, let's see, where's it at? Sorry. Hold on. In the, in, in the middle of my sleep, I said, I woke up and said, help someone help me. They broke the sound barrier. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I would love to remember. Remember you saying you remembered your dream. Yeah. I want to know what I was dreaming about in that moment. Dude, you for sure, you for sure were having like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Top Gun or something, man. You were mm-hmm. definitely having one of those. You're Maverick over here. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking around. It broke the sound barrier. <laughs> Oh man, uh, it had to have been a pretty dope dream, though. Yeah, man, those are the coolest ones, and of course, you never remember them, or you remember them for like thirty seconds after you woke up and like tell yourself, "Remember it," and then it's just gone. Yeah, I'll never remember it again. I have a quick, quick story. Is when I was in when I was in Berlin in like 2013, we stayed in a hostel, in like a ten room hostel. And I usually don't talk in my sleep, or I'm, I've never really remembered talking in my sleep. But I guess it was, I was just extremely tired and just a long day and we end up falling asleep and uh or like i fall asleep first it's probably like 10 o'clock at night and uh my buddy drew's traveling he's on the top bunk and then i'm on the bottom bunk and he wakes like in the morning he's like dude you remember what happened like last night we weren't drinking or anything i was just super exhausted mm. and i was like no no and he's just like dude you started sleep like talking and you kept saying like it's okay it's okay don't be shy don't be shy don't be shy and one- <laughs> one of the guys that was next like across the bed from me was like across like on the other bunk bed literally was like f- creeped out and got pulled like took the covers off his bed and a pillow and left the room dude. he thought she were trying to make a move don't be shy don't be shy okay don't be shy you don't have to pretend here don't be shy it's like, dude, that was a creepy dream, man. I don't even remember it, but that was creepy. And I don't think anybody uh, in the world would be laying in the dark and hear that from a grown man and be like, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm going back to bed. I'm just laying there. Just don't be shy. I really hope I was having a dream where I was like trying to feed a squirrel or something. Like, it's okay. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> I can almost 100% promise you that was not the dream you were having. Well, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> Uh, Trav, we totally diverted here, but I want to know you're uh, against the odds. I'm, I'm eager. I'm an eager beaver for this one. I guarantee that you can predict mine, and I guarantee anybody <laughs> that knows me can predict mine. Against all odds, the Angels <laughs> went from 10 games over 500 to four games under 500 in 14 games. <laughs> They've lost 14 games in a row. It's not. I'm honestly at the point now where I don't want them to win. I want the, I want them to break the single season streak for losses in a row. It's unbelievable. Which I, is? I actually don't know the record. I, I want to say the A's might own it. <laughs> Ouch, brother! I doubt that. Um, <laughs> hey, let's, let's figure that out real quick. Let, let me let me do a quick Google uh, because that is. Uh, I think it probably is. I'm going to guess it's like 20. So 14, and they they haven't. Or they just started. Right, the game just started tonight. Yeah, they're uh, win. Wait, I think it's zero to zero still. Actually, um, I'm talking like regular. I'm not talking like 1800s. I'm talking like <laughs> recent, semi-recent baseball. So I would say anything past the 1950s, I'd be interested in, or a team name that somebody would recognize. 
Okay, so the the record, yeah, like eighteen hundreds is what comes up first, like eighteen eighty nine, eighteen ninety. But What's the, the team? we're just to, to Louis, Louisville, Louisville Colt Colonels, Louisville oh, Colonels. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. was embarrassing. <laughs> and then the, the Louisville, Louisville <laughs> Col- <laughs> you almost say Colonels, the Colonels, <laughs> the the Colonels. Yeah, no, yikes. Um, the first three are just from the 1800s. We just discount them. So the mm-hmm. actual one is the Philadelphia Phillies in 1961 who lost uh, 23 straight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, thinking about them losing possibly nine straight wouldn't really shock me because they've got one more against the uh, Red Sox tonight and they have three against the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to blow us out of Los Angeles. And then I think they go to the Mariners. So that's seven more games there. I don't know who the next series is. Very possible they lose nine straight. Nine, nine nah, more straight. I'm not going to say. I think they win tonight, to be honest with you. Did you, I think, did you I think see their lineup, Ben? That's exactly why I, I think actually took. Tonight. I actually took a screenshot because I wanted to talk about it on here. Juan Lagares, awful. Otani, yeah. might be the worst hitter in our lineup. Otani's not, I haven't been watching. Otani hasn't been hitting. No, he, him and Trout at one point were on like a combined like oh for or maybe it was like one for fifty three or something. Yikes! So him and then Stassi Walsh, those are my only two that I have. I guess you'd say confidence in. Then it's Joe Adele, Thomas, who is a career one sixty hitter, and he's making his <laughs> he's playing his first game for us. Jack Mayfield, Tyler Wade, and Andrew Velasquez. Yeah, that's bad. That is very bad. I think that's literally – I think I can probably find a, a stronger AAA lineup. I know given Otani is, has MVP coming off an MVP, whatever, let's just disregard that and just go in exactly what he is right now. Uh, not not hitting too well. No. So, but, but he is, he is exactly on the mound. Why. Exactly he is on the mound. Why. I mean, that's great, but I, that's exactly why I think they're going to win tonight. I think they're just going to – should be gritty. They and we're we're let's let's not forget that they were up what six to two, mm-hmm. six to two against the uh, Phillies over the weekend. And also, I don't know what happened. Maybe you just hit the decline button a few too many times. But uh, I Facetimed you twice, I believe, after the Phillies beat them, and you just didn't want to talk. I guess. No, I texted you and I said, <laughs> "What did I say?" It said, "Leave me alone." Leave me alone. I knew exactly what you were calling for, and I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> because that was the game where I was like, you know what? We are still at that point. We were still third in the uh, wild card. So I was thinking, you know what? If we win this game, things might turn around. Who knows? Uh, did not turn around. Actually, it did the exact opposite. So then we get into the series with the Red Sox. Then Mike Trout gets hurt. And then I was like, the wheels are falling off. We don't have Rendon. Trout's going to be. They say it's a mild groin injury. He'll probably be out for two years. <laughs> and then it's you just, fire your manager too. I loved that move. I, I did. Something had to happen. Something's got to give. You know what I mean? And then, it, okay, this is in a, in a non-baseball or it's still baseball related. But what the fuck are the Angels PR team thinking? I mean, did you love the move that they last night every batter walks up to Nickelback? They thought it was funny just to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna have every guy walk up with Nickelback music. Well, let me tell the Angels something. If anybody on the crew ever hears this. When you're on a 12-game losing streak, nothing is funny. If you want to do it in, in, the, in the clubhouse, run it, whatever. Do not yeah. post about it. Do not talk about it. And then not, not only that, they ended up getting shut out. <laughs> so it's like yeah. you tried something different. It did not work. And then you post about it like it's funny. Not funny. I'm not laughing. 
Yeah, oh. losing isn't funny. Losing nothing about losing is fun or funny yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So I love that like I love that they're trying to change it up, but they chose just to tear like they're like, We're we're just so bad right now, we're gonna play the worst band ever that everyone makes fun of. And it's like, well, this is just like poking too much fun at you guys now and it's we're nickelback. We are nickelback. Yeah. We're yeah. the nickelback of the MLB. Yeah, I don't know if you are nickelback. Nickelback at least pulled chicks, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you seen Tyler Wade? He might not be able to hit and or play defense, yeah. but yeah, like a, he's yeah, a cutie. He pretty, yeah, he is a cutie. I'll give him that. That guy's a gorgeous human being. At least he brings something to the field, I guess. Maybe he attracts four fans a game that are 16-year-old girls that want to watch Tyler Wade play. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, the losing 14 games in a row, franchise record, that's my against the odds. I'm done with it. Don't really want to talk. Actually, we're going to have to talk about it because I had a bet against them and we're going to have to bring it up later. And I'm not really looking forward to that either, but that's my against the odds. Yeah, that was, um, that was, that was good. Trav. I, I appreciate you being able to, you know, understand that it's embarrassing, understand that it's, you know, you're going through a lot right now, but these times can't last. <laughs> no, they can. <laughs> That's the sad part. They 100% can. So, but I'm last, sure you're enjoying it because oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But I mean, we suck. We're, we're misery loves company, though, in this sense. Like, we're we're terrible, too. I think we've we've lost like four straight, I think. And I think it's like, eight, by the way. I knew that I, yeah. I did my research just for this topic when it came up. But yeah. eight games. Yeah, it's, yeah, we got swept by the Red Sox and then we just got swept by the Braves. So. Uh, yeah, it is probably eight, and that doesn't bother me whatsoever because I just love to see the A's suffer as we sold our whole team. So I'm cool with that. The saddest part and the part that makes sense is you guys are in a rebuild again. Mm -hmm. So losing is supposed to happen. For us, the team that we built, we're not supposed to lose even probably six games in a row, you know, but... Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's tough. It is tough, but... Uh, last podcast, you mentioned that you're betting against them. So are you still doing that? Maybe making some money off of this or what? I've got my entire, entire available balance bet on. Half of it is on Red Sox money line. The other half is on the Red Sox to record more hits tonight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's where I'm at I with it. I, that hasn't changed. That's, that's incredible. I, I'm, I'm happy for you that you're at least finding some solace in it. and Hopefully you get some, some money out of it too. Oh I, oh, I have. I've gotten <laughs> 14 straight games worth of plenty, actually. Uh, makes me happy. Oh, man. All right. Um, so this week we are going to have a guest on. Uh, I, I know I mentioned this to you prior to us jumping on here, Trav, but we are going to have a guest on. Uh, we're going to have my cousin, Rob, um, who loves to to rub rub things in my face it's gonna be great uh it's a great little <laughs> interview we have with him he uh brought his own segment on to be on our podcast uh, we also have a few segments that you all have heard before that we're gonna run with rob um rob's dear friend of mine travis just meets him on this episode but uh it's gonna be a good one all right what's up rob how we doing hey pretty good that's good brother that is good uh so you uh you have a good day. You're doing well. You're living the dream out there in San Francisco, or, or what? Tell us tell us a little about about you, Rob. <clears throat> well, um, where do I start? Um, first off, I'm Ben's cousin, which is uh, the least interesting thing about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
I'm an attorney. And as of two weeks ago, I sort of started my own law firm, which mm -hmm. has been pretty awesome because I now get to do whatever the fuck I want when I go to work instead of having to answer to my boss, who was not <laughs> exactly the nicest person in the world. <laughs> he, had, he, had to, he had to cut that down just in case he heard this somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that he won't, but uh, yeah, and uh, you never know. He is pretty crazy, so if he did hear it, he might just come murder me at my house. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's pretty good. Just got home. I went down the street, ate some uh, Underdogs tacos. Shout out to Underdogs in San Francisco. Oh, wow. Um, now he's already, he comes on our podcast and he starts shouting out places, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like <you> just... <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm doing. I've done this. <laughs> He, he, right. must, uh, he must have a contract. That, I will say, uh, as a SoCal boy myself, they are the only place in San Francisco that I will get a California burrito from. They're the only ones who do it 85% right. Okay, so Rob, I have uh, I played baseball in Alabama. So for people that are listening from Alabama, tell them what a California burrito is. Okay, so let me start from the beginning. So a real burrito is some combination of meat cheese maybe salsa guacamole sour cream to each their own right mm -hmm. right a bay area burrito is rice and beans and then a little bit of all that other stuff i just mentioned which is why it's bullshit because who wants to eat rice and beans i'm trying to have all the good stuff exactly so rice and beans are fillers it's all filler, man. It, it's a it's a fucking racket, okay? That's why when you go to a Mexican restaurant and you order a burrito, what do they say? Do you want rice and beans on the side? On the side. On the side. Exactly. Not in my burrito. Not filling up my burrito. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, I digress. In San Diego or Southern California in general, you can get a California burrito, which is all of those main ingredients, but they throw French fries in it, and it just takes that shit to the next level. Because if you're talking about fillers – that are actually adding something to the burrito. French fries is where it's at. Get that rice and beans bullshit out of here. All right. I want <laughs> that, some freaking crispy French fries. That is true. I agree with yes. you. I, I, I agree with you on very little things, but uh, this is one thing I do agree with you on. <laughs> yeah, uh, so and, and for, real, real quick, actually, last night I went golfing on the way home. I called Hannah and I was like, hey, I'm going to uh, pick up food if, if we're not having dinner at home. And she was just like, oh, no, I'm not really that hungry. So I was like, okay, I'm going to grab myself some McDonald's. Stop at McDonald's. Do you know what I do? I get a quarter pounder, open that thing up, throw some fries on the burger, mm. close the bun, eat the burger. And when I was doing that, Hannah goes, are you putting French fries in your hamburger? Absolutely, I am. It's a California hamburger. That, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You could sell that to In-N-Out and you could make a billion dollars. Yes. I, if they ever opened up their menu a little bit, yeah. Yeah, put it no, put it on the secret menu. Call it a California burger mm. or whatever, and then it'll just you know it'll be like with the animal style stuff. I'm googling who to talk to to do that. <laughs> yeah, good good, good luck. <laughs> Coming from a guy who used to work in In and Out, I don't think that's going to change. Nothing's going to change, but uh, good luck. The you problem that I think we're getting to is there's not enough French fries in food. There needs to be more French fries in other foods. Yeah, any, anything that is good with a little bit of salt, throw some french fries in it and just see. Just test it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the same idea as like when you're a kid and you put your potato chips inside your sandwich. Oh, yeah, man. Those, I love you know? the crunch, man. The crunch in there is mm. incredible. You know? Yes. That, mm -hmm. that adds a whole different twang to the sandwich. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Especially if you got like 
some sour cream and onion or like those um what are those like cheddar ones uh that ruffles makes any of that stuff yeah i'm, I'm with you on that <laughs> yeah uh so rob i do want to sit, tell the listeners too rob and i used to do and rob and i you love that i did that per- correct grammar he's my the grammar police over here but yeah, uh, you had a couple others earlier that i did i held myself back but uh, it's your podcast so do your <laughs> <laughs> thank you um I will, uh, we, Rob and I used to do a podcast together. It was called Bald and the Beautiful. Uh, so that's also why I wanted to have you on here as our second guest, Rob. I think it's only fitting. I had to have my best friend and someone I actually like. And then for the second one, I had to, you know, throw a bone to, to some family members, you know, make them feel good. Don't come in here directing our listeners to another podcast, pal. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, this was an old podcast. That was I, I can hear, I can hear, ago. I can hear Rob's voice. I would, I honestly want to click out of here and go listen to it right now. <laughs> and i'm in this podcast they're, they're still uh they're still on soundcloud i think right they are yes they still are. i think they, you guys, we, we did a total of seven episodes you guys were the original Travis. sound you guys were the original soundcloud rappers but you guys oh, were yeah. soundcloud podcasters a thousand yeah, percent there's we were, there are probably some gems if you go back and listen to that it's where ben got his podcast chops from really i taught him everything he knew I would, I would, uh, I'd say you taught me a few things, but definitely, uh, definitely not how to podcast. Uh, you taught me how to ambulance chase, uh, being that you're an attorney, but you know, we won't go there. <laughs> well, the good thing about where my apartment is, is there's a really busy street right outside and there's accidents out there all the time. And I just, I've gotten really good at whipping my business cards out the window. I'll land it. You know, like how they put your, uh, your street sweeping ticket, like under your, your, uh, your windshield wiper <laughs> yeah i'll land it in that just like no problem what what, what story like, what story do you live on in the building the second it's, uh, <laughs> just fling it right on out he's, he's like he's like that x-men gambit uh, the superhero gambit he's throwing the cards out <laughs> yeah exactly. it's like when you see those youtube videos of people who like throw a cd into like a dvd player from across the room that's all me baby <laughs> Oh man, dude, I love that, dude. Okay, well, let me give you a synopsis. I know you've li- listened to our show, uh, but let me give you a little bit of a synopsis of our show. It's fresh off the couch, of course. Uh, Travis and I, being we're both uh, former athletes, I'm definitely not an athlete, but uh, Travis was. I was about you know, to say, uh, please do not put us in the same boat, buddy. <laughs> uh, I was a party athlete in college, you know, had many. Hey, you were the mascot, weren't you? That counts. <laughs> for the people who for the people who don't know bricks that would be the perfect definition for him (laughs) the mascot dude i was the mascot brother i wore the little tight little yellow suit man i was out there getting the people riled up don't get me wrong it's a very important gig i'm not i'm not downplaying the mascot's job but that is a a very important gig but also (laughs) i can totally see it you know, I don't know if I ever, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, Ben, but uh, this might be something that w- is genetic and shows that we are also related because I used to run around in the green man suit at, at my college. So uh, I don't know, something in our genetics just want, made us want to wear spandex bodysuits and have a ball <laughs> hanging out. Wow. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to make sure neither of our parents listen to this, especially that you're about to get married and we're talking about running around in spandex bodysuits. Oh, she knows. She knows. She knows all of the skeletons. <laughs> where do you where do you think she fell in love, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, um, 
Okay, so we're gonna go back to synopsis here. We uh, fresh off the couch. We you know wanted to. We hung up, hung up the cleats in Travis's case. In my case, I hung up the spandex. You know, <laughs> we still wanted to. We wanted to get back out there and have a little fun. Talk about the things we like to talk about all day. So we got fresh off the couch and you know jumped right into the podcast game and and talk about it and act like we know what the hell we're talking about. Um, in this case, uh, we do a weekly gambling competition i do that in air quotes because we've only done it once with our past guests and then um, we're going to keep doing it with every guest going forward and where the guest picks either one two or three picks and um they basically are challenging travis whoever has the best win percentage at the end of the year in travis's case um he will or in our case if a guest win then we will make all the guests jerseys with the number of guests that they were and their name on the back. If Travis wins, which I'm pretty sure he probably will, uh, <laughs> every guest that we have has to Venmo Travis $5. Okay. I think I can afford it. <laughs> so He's a lawyer. <laughs> we should make him do like 10 bucks or something. Like <laughs> uh, so just an update from last week. Uh, we had Brock on. Brock's picks ended up going one and one. So he's cur- the guests are currently sitting at 500. Travis stays hot and travis went three and oh last week so that takes his uh podcast total to nine and three podcast uh, total nine and three sorry he uh is crushing it dude i mm-hmm. i can't believe this can, can yeah, i talk about those percentage to beat if he stays hot can, can i yeah. talk about those three picks just real quick yeah so i had the giants money line on the friday game the phillies series money line and the braves series money line as well the giants I had talked about again, and I am going to keep on fading this guy, Eliezer Hernandez. They put up six runs in the first three innings. I said I said six runs in five innings. I gave him a little bit of a benefit of a doubt. Was still correct about that. Um, Giants ended up scoring 15 runs that game. Absolutely blew them out. Phillies, three-game sweep against the Angels. Braves, four-game sweep against the Rockies in Colorado. I was very, very happy with all three. None of those picks were really even close. Again, last week I said absolutely zero chance that these lose, zero chance they lost. Yeah, you crushed those. I was I remember I was watching over the weekend and I was like, this is incredible. I'm I I only put five bucks on each, like I said, so I did win <laughs> a little bit of money. Uh, I also bet on Rafa Nadal over the weekend to win the uh, French Open, which of course he's amazing on clay. That was mm-hmm. part of the podcast last week, but I just would love everyone to know that Rafa Nadal is the goat on clay. Um, but that being said, Rob, do you have do you have some bets prepared for this week? Uh, I, I I do. Yeah, um, um, there we go. This isn't this isn't going to get you in any uh, legal trouble here, right? No, it's not. Because you, because all good. of this all of this is purely hypothetical, of course. Okay, wait. I do um, have to ask you though beforehand. Did you do a little research to make sure you weren't going to get in trouble? Or did no, you already know? I did, I did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed. But just... because I'm a lawyer, obviously I have every single law memorized. So I just <laughs> consulted my Rolodex of laws inside my brain, and I was good to go. Uh, <laughs> no, I I. Um, I, I like gambling. I, uh, I'm not very good at it, but I enjoy doing it from time to time. Um, and so I haven't been doing much lately, um, but I did take a look at some, some things that I thought, uh, well, I'll just get started. The first one that really jumped out to me was um, 
the uh, Warriors in game four. So that'll be tomorrow night. So this will be posted by then, right? Yeah, it sure will. Okay, great. So um, Warriors were getting four points on the road. Um, I think that uh, personally, Boston's – the Warriors are going to make some adjustments on defense and not give Boston as many layups as they were. And I also think just the way that the NBA playoffs have been going all playoffs, they have been just – at times the refereeing has been pretty egregious. Mm-hmm. Um you know, speaking as a Miami Heat fan who had to watch the Celtics shoot literally two times as many free throws as we did for two games in the middle of that series. Um, you know, I, I just think that the the NBA is going to nudge it in the right direction um, to get it back to Golden State, even series, um, getting four points. Steph Curry has been hot. The Warriors just need one other player to, to kind of pick up the slack. Uh, Clay looked like he had flashes of his old self at times, but really the guy they're looking for is, is pool. And he just has to settle down. He's just playing erratic. Like he hasn't been there before. Cause he hasn't, but now he's got a couple of games under his belt. So I like the warriors getting four points uh, as my first bet. I like that too. Okay. And um, it, my second bet is purely emotional. Um, Those are never good, but okay. No, it's not. And I, I never said I was a good gambler, but I like doing it. Um, now, I have to ask you guys before I give this one, since we're going by winning percentage, is it poor form to just pick a money line favorite, like in a baseball game? Or should do I have to pick the run line? No, no, it's not. You, you can do whatever. if you, you, if you pick somebody that's minus 300, it, it is what it is. Because baseball, I will say this, you, you never know. It doesn't matter if they're minus 300, minus 500. Anything can happen on any given day. All right. So, with that <laughs> Wait, hold said, on. Rob's going to come out and be like, all right, I'm going to pick Steph Curry minus 5,000 to hit a three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That might be a little egregious. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm going, I'm going to baseball. Uh, I'm looking Padres, Rockies tomorrow night. Uh, the Padres starter. There's a guy by the name of Joe Musgrove, also known as No No Joe around San Diego. Um, I I don't have the number offhand, but I believe that the Padres are like nine and one or ten and one when he starts. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't lose when he starts games. So I'm taking the Padres money line right now. I'm looking at it. It's minus two sixty. So it is you know a pretty heavy favorite, but um, you know I I like him to come in shut down the Rockies. In fact, he took his last uh, start. He took a no hitter into the, uh, with into two outs in the eighth inning um, against the Brewers. So he's been pitching well. Uh, Yeah. I like that money line there. I like that. That is, those are, those are some good picks. I don't know how emotional that is. I really like Joe Musgrove a lot. Um, Mm I am historically known. If you didn't know too well, I call him smoking Joe. I have no reason to call him smoking Joe. I just like that the name smoking Joe. And I just have an image in my head of him being on the mound, just ripping a heater, throwing it down, (laughs) squishing it and just coming in and throwing a fastball. So uh, I love that pick. Can I, can I actually tell you guys a cool story about Joe Musgrove? Sure. Uh, One time me and three of my teammates, we had just, uh, it was three, yeah, three teammates that are all from the South, like Alabama, Florida. Uh, they flew out here to come watch games on the West Coast. So we went to a couple Angel games and a couple uh, Padres games. 
So one of the mornings we were walking through San Diego, just brutally hungover. All of us felt like absolute shit. And we are walking down the street and all of a sudden we see a guy like banging on a apartment complex door. Really nice complex, uh, apartment complex. It's really close to the stadium. And I quickly noticed that guy's really good looking. He's really tall. Can't just be a normal person, right? <laughs> uh, get a little closer to find out that it is Joe Musgrove. And so, oh yeah, we start shouting, Joe, Joe. And you know how easy it would be to be famous and just be like, yeah, kids, go fuck yourself, you know? Yeah. He, he didn't come over or anything like that, but he just so nicely like looked over as he was locked out of his apartment, looked over, smiled, Gave us a little a little tip of the cap, and I was like, "What a fucking guy! I'm forever a Joe Musgrove fan." <laughs> okay, okay, hold on, no, here, Travis, here, let's. How do we know this was his apartment? This could have been like some girl that he was dating, and he was just like, <laughs> you're gonna lock me out. You his ex girlfriend. I'm Joe fucking Musgrove, <laughs> and then he's like, sees you guys, and then he's like, "Oh, hey, how's it going, kids?" Yeah, oh, yeah just he, down, he, t- he tips his cap in a way of like. <laughs> Please continue on. Better, better keep moving. Yeah. And then he yeah. just is like, yeah. And then he just turns around, just punches the door. I run this city. <laughs> I would prefer not to think of Joe Musgrove like that, but you never know. Shout out yeah, to Tom Watson. I mean, uh, I think he's a, I mean, he's beloved all up and down the county of San Diego. Um, you know, uh, it, actually, Joe Musgrove and I went to the same high school, uh, but I'm like, four three or four years older than him so oh, wow. um but uh yeah that's my my six degrees of separation from joe musgrove or, or i guess <laughs> it's just two is that my dad coached him in, on the jv basketball team but uh he was always a nice guy and his family's super nice they own a coffee shop out in alpine that um literally like blew up after he threw the no hitter because everybody was like i gotta go buy that guy's coffee and you know i don't think he's paid for a beer in the entire county of san diego since he threw the no hitter as it should be that's that's incredible i love yeah isn't there isn't there a few breweries or one brewery too in san diego that has like a beer named after him too yeah it's the no no joe i believe it's resident brewery if i'm somebody will fact check me on that but it's like a double ipa um and I, I want, I mean, maybe not now because it's been about a year, but I want to say for a long time, it was really hard to get. Like as soon as they'd make it, people were, it was flying off the shelves because everybody wanted to have it. Um, it's like a, yeah. similar to the, the, with the 396 or 397 beer. The, the, the 394. One. Yeah. That's 394. One. That one, they, they produce that one. Uh, that's from Alesmith. They, they make a lot of that one now. So you can get that. The problem with that one is they don't ship it. Or maybe oh, wow. they do. They, it's one of my favorites. It's one of so my favorite good. It's beers. Such a good pale ale. Yeah. 394. If you didn't know this, Travis, and I know you're not the biggest baseball aficionado, but 394 was the average that Tony Gwynn had when they shut the season down in 1996 due to the lockout. So they uh, made a beer in tribute to Tony Gwynn. So that's why it's 394. I mean, I, I just live to educate you. Yeah. Um, I am a little offended by what you said, but <laughs> it's okay. And also, fun fact. I did know that because Tony Gwynn's the closest to ever get it. I will vouch not getting that, but we'll have that conversation another day. Mm. Actually, maybe we could have this conversation now. Well, one thing first, the strike, the strike was in 1994, I believe not 1996, but who's counting. Uh, but if you're willing to, cause I'm going to die on the hill that Tony Gwynn absolutely would have hit 400 that season. If the strike didn't, if the season wasn't shortened by the strike. Okay, because my thing is very, very hard, obviously, to maintain that, right? 
mm-hmm. over over the course of a whole season. What he had probably the greatest contact hitter to ever live. I, I would say without question. But you're already not there, right? You're it's only point zero six points below, but that is so hard to maintain over the course of the season. It's a lot easier for me to stand here though and say that it's not going to happen than it is obviously for anybody to stand and argue that it would happen. Yeah. But it's just, that's just a very hard thing to maintain over the course of an entire season. Right. The only reason I say he would have done it aside from I'm a diehard Padres fan and I would I would, you know, even if I had absolutely no evidence, I would like Ben and I got in an argument one time where I knew I was wrong because we were arguing about who was a better closer, uh, Mariano Rivera or Trevor Hoffman. And I absolutely would not admit that Mariano Rivera was better than Trevor Hoffman, <laughs> but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. Uh, if you take the la- the first like month and a half of Tony Gwynn's 1995 season, and you look at his batting average and you just simply applied that to the last month that he missed because of the strike, it would have been over 400. Like he basically started off the next year hitting like 420 something. So, you know, you know, like air quotes, like for a calendar year, he did hit over 400. He just didn't do it all in one season because it was, it was short. So my thing, my thing would be to say, look, I'm I'm looking at his game log currently. He started out the season at the end of, uh, let's see, it was that April hitting well shit okay 395 and then wait hold on yeah 395 and then he was 393 391 385 394 he yeah he maintained that for all those months yeah i don't know man that's the thing that sucks is just one of those things you're never going to get to see and we will we'll probably never see it again unless unless there's a drastic change in the way hitters approach baseball like if everything swings back the other way from three true outcomes to Everybody just wants to slap the ball and bunt the ball again. Um, nobody's ever even going to get close. Because, I mean, nowadays, if somebody even hits 300, it's like, oh, man, they're really they're really torching it, you know? Well, that's, you the, at, new, that's the new 350 is 300. Exactly, yeah. I so, think what's, yeah. More, what's really impressive, too, is he's hitting 394 that year, and then he also had a, you know, a 1022 war. Or not war, my 1022 OPS. Like, yeah. wow, that's still amazing considering get him out (laughs) yeah i mean he the tough thing about it is that he just played on a team that wasn't i mean what 96 they went to the world series i know but besides that um, 98 or 98 i'm just getting everything two years in the room wrong but yeah 94 was the the lockout but i mean he still led the league for four straight years starting in 94 in batting average 394 368 353 372 yeah Mm. Yeah, I was I was looking through this trying to find an argument for myself. I cannot find one, man. Uh, okay, so in July, which was the last month before the lockout, he had they probably played I don't know somewhere around 10, 12 games. He only had one game where he did not record a hit, and it's because he pinch hit and was over one. The rest of the games is two hits, three hits, two hits, two hits, one hit, three hits, three hits, one hit, three hits. That's absurd. Yeah. Yeah, this guy just would come up and you would get a hit. And and the best part about it is he absolutely was never going to strike out. Mm -hmm. And there's, I mean, there's articles and stuff that have been written about this. And so I would implore people if you're interested to go look it up. But like, 
he I think he struck out three times in a game one time in his entire career and he played for like 15 or 16 seasons he struck out two times in a game like less than 20 times yeah and there's a list of like I don't know eight or nine hall of fame pitchers like guys like Greg Maddox like Tom Glavin Pedro Martinez these dudes they all faced him like 10 plus times and never struck him out I I think the big one was that I always hear I is was Greg Maddox and I think it was the number he had faced him was like close to 110. And I want yeah. to say he, he only struck him out once who obviously Greg Maddox is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He only struck him out one time in like 110 at bats. And I want to say on top of that, it's not like he was just grounding out. He, and I think he hit 400 or something against him too. Right. Yeah. I mean, he just had this, this incredible hand eye coordination and he, you know, he used to always talk about how he could see the spin of the ball coming out of the pitcher's hand. And so he would know immediately what type of pitch it was. And then he would just wait on it, you know, a lot like Barry Bonds would, but without any of the power, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would just put it where it needed to go. If it was coming inside, he'd, he'd bring it down the line. But when people tried to pitch him low and away or tried to pitch him anywhere, you know, give him any kind of junk, he was perfectly fine just slapping it through the 5.5 hole and taking first base. Yep. He made that, that famous, huh? The, yeah. the five and a half I mean, hole. I mean, there were they would never it would have be hilarious discussion. to watch him play in the modern MLB because if they tried to shift on him, he would he would bat five hundred. Yeah, there's well, the there's the famous quote where Rod Carew said, "If they did the shift in your time, how would you hit?" And he'd be like, "I'd hit nine hundred. I I will. Okay, so I was much like okay. I'm not comparing myself to Tony Gwynn by any means, but <laughs> the way we hit to the opposite field. So I was a right-handed hitter, and I was three four hole all the time. Uh, my senior day, my coach was you know introducing us all and talking about, you know, kind of what we did there. And he said, I sat down and I went through the two years that Travis was here at Mobile. Um, He had 147 hits and I wanted to find out exactly how many hits he had to left field. And he found out that there was three hits out of my 140 plus hits that went to left field. And I can tell you each one of them, they were against the, um, it was like this small uh, HBC that, the athletics were not very good, but these kids were all probably throwing 60 miles an hour. All mm-hmm. three of those hits that I got were against 60 mile an hour fastballs against that team. And every other hit was a, either a double triple or a single to right field. And that is absolutely <laughs> all I had my entire career. But the reason I brought that up is because you said if they played the shift, imagine if they played the opposite shift against Tony Gwynn, which he, <laughs> he would figure it out. I would swear to yeah. God in college, if they played a left-handed shift on me as a right-handed hitter, I might've hit 200 my entire career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but nobody thinks like that, you know, nobody thinks like, Oh, righty's up. Let's put all our guys on the opposite side of the field. Cause he's going to slap it that way. You know? Exactly. I mean, I mean pitchers, would, pitchers would just pitch you in on the hands more. Right. But I, I, I couldn't do anything, but get my hands inside the ball and flip it to right. I was, like wow. the present day, more like Derek Jeter, I guess, but not so overrated. Oh, we're, we're not going to get into that right now. We're not going to get into that. I mean, we'll say that I, to I, next I episode. agree with him, but I mean, I, I, we have, we have some people out there who don't agree with that. Derek Jeter is overrated, <laughs> which I do agree, but yes, uh, we have a show where we're, we have a show we gotta, we gotta have here. So, uh, Travis Rob's, uh, picks are Warriors game, uh, Warriors game four plus four. And then Padres money line. So uh, what do you got this week, Trev? 
Okay, so I have three picks. One of them kind of feeds off that Padres money line. I have the Padres series money line, which, like him, is probably going to be pretty juiced. But uh, first game tomorrow is Cole versus Musgrove. Obviously, wow. really like them to start that out with a win. And then they have a doubleheader on Saturday, and it's Feltner versus Clevenger. I like them to pick that up. And then Freeland versus Gore. Um, Padres have really good right-handed hitters. I expect them to put up a lot of runs on Friedland, who has not been very good this year. Uh, the Rockies are also good against lefties, but I think Gore is just extremely dominant. And then Sunday is Marquez versus Martinez, which Martinez has kind of flown under the radar this year. Um, he's not great by any means, but he's good enough to beat uh, Herman Marquez. So Padres series money line is my first one. My second bet is the Mets series money line, and you'll never guess who they're playing. <laughs> the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty easy bet, but, I mean, why wouldn't you take free money, basically? Uh, Mets are a great team. They're throwing up McGill, Carrasco, and Taiwan Walker. Angels obviously can't beat anybody, so um, that's my second <laughs> bet. And then... No faith in Phil Nevin to write the ship, huh? Uh, I think eventually, but not not against these teams. The, the, okay. the teams we have coming up, I just – and even if we do sneak one out against the Mets, we're definitely not winning two. Um, yeah. And then f- the last bet is Friday, Marlins-Astros under uh, – they haven't released the line yet, but I would guess it would probably be around seven and a half, seven maybe. Um, it is Pablo Lopez versus Luis Garcia. Marlins' offense is just atrocious, and Pablo Lopez is – still being underrated, I guess, maybe just because he's on the Marlins. Uh, the Astros have a lot of right-handed hitters, and he's great against righties. So uh, Friday, Marlins-Astros under Mets series money line for the weekend and Padres series money line for the weekend. Wow, I like those picks. Those are those are a lot of fun ones. I can't say that I don't like any of your picks that you make, Trav, because you're pretty hot as of late. So 9-3. We got the three picks from you, Trav. We got two picks from you, Rob. I'm, I'm pretty confident in all of them, to be honest. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Trav, who was the pitcher that you kept betting against in the earlier episodes? <laughs> Eliezer Hernandez. <laughs> nope, nope, no, uh, no picks against him this week? Uh, he's not pitching this weekend, sadly. If he was, uh, I would definitely. I think he, I, I honestly haven't seen it. Probably got sent down because the last bet I had against him was last week, and it was the Giants' money line, and they put up. I think 15 he went, runs in the total game. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I he, went, game. he went three and a third and gave up eight earned, I think. And he gave up like four or five home runs or something. It was <laughs> ugly. <laughs> but yes, if, if, he was, if he was playing, if he was pitching on either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I would definitely be betting against him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about free money, right? <laughs> <laughs> we love 100%. free money. Well, what I did notice here too, boys uh, – is that both of you picked, uh, you know, Padres, you picked a series money line, Trav, and Rob, of course, you picked the, uh, the, the Padres money line because you're a big Padres fan. So uh, I think this, this is a perfect segue into our, uh, next, our next segment here. Rob, I hope you're, uh, you're ready. Uh, ready to ready, rock. Ready to rock here. So I uh, appreciate you, you setting up this segment, uh, bringing a segment to us, um, and I'll let you explain the segment to Travis and the listeners. Yeah, sure. So uh, this is a segment that we originally created on our old SoundCloud podcast. Um, It's called Padre or Politician. Um, (laughs) And I know we're giving you this. The good thing about this episode is that you guys never have to talk to the Padre about the Padres ever again. You've already hit your Padres quota for the year. Uh, 
um, <laughs> just from this one episode. But uh, basically, the game is relatively simple. I'm going to name a name, and you're going to tell me if the name that I say is a current padre or some Latin American politician. <laughs> okay. All right. And I got four of them for you. All right. So, um, do, do we need any further explanation or are we good to go? Uh, I think that's good. But I will say too, this is uh, this segment, I think is going to be a little bit easier than it used to be. Cause when we were doing our old podcast, um, the Padres were in the cellar. They didn't have Tatis. They weren't a, a name that you'd see on ESPN much. So now that I think I do, I'm, I think I got this, but I'm also curious here. Are these, you said current Padres. So it could be a minor league Padre too. No, these are, I, I, Specifically went for guys that are on the major league roster who you may or may not know. Now, both of you pay attention to baseball, so mm -hmm. you probably will know them, but you never okay. know. Okay. Sounds right. good. Four. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, I have four of them. I'm not going to tell you how many are Padres and how many are politicians, so we'll just go one by one, all right? Okay. All right. So, the first one is Jose Azokar. Mm, that last uh, name. That's a Padre. I'm going to say that's a Padre also. That is a Padre. He is yeah. currently the starting right fielder because Will Myers is injured. He was our utility outfielder before that. He's a rookie. He's a good little slap hitter. Got some speed. Plays good defense. Okay. Right. The only – I don't know if you heard me say when you first said it, I thought for a second and I was like, that last name sounds just slightly enough familiar to where maybe <laughs> I you know, caught it while he was coming up to bat or something. But a split second I was like – God, that could definitely be a Padre from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we used to play this game, you know, we did it a couple of times. So I ran out of guys on the active roster. So if you did this game and you went like all throughout the history of the Padres, you could get some real tough ones. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Since it's the first time, we'll make it a little easier on you. All right. Thank you. Uh, all right. Next one. Alberto Fernandez. Uh, I'm going to say that's a Padre also. That sounds like a relief pitcher. I'm going not pod, not player Padre. You're going pot. You're going a, a politician then. Politician. Yes. Yeah, okay. Politician. Uh, that is a politician. Alberto Fernandez is the current president of Argentina. <laughs> that's a, this is great knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> But that definitely right. sounds like that could be some 19-year-old Dominican that throws absolute <laughs> gas out of the pen, doesn't it? Yeah, some guy that they just called up yesterday just, just to make a spot start. Yes. Oh, man. That's... Uh, all right. Um, this is a good one. Ready? Juan Hernandez. Juan Hernandez. Juan Hernandez. I'm uh, going to go politician, but... There's a very – I don't know why I think this might be both. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – Travis, this guy – No, that's a true question. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first answer politician, but trick answer both. <laughs> trick answer both. I would uh, love that. Nothing more. We'll have All to right, get the so, research department on it. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go Juan Hernandez is uh, – again, I'm going to go back to a relief pitcher for the Padres. Okay. Uh, the answer is politician. <laughs> but this that's is what a you good one. Might, but but could have been both. I don't know. <laughs> Juan Hernandez is the former president of Honduras who wow. was recently extradited to the United States on drug trafficking and firearms charges. 
What uh, an absolute legend. And then here here soon he's gonna learn how to throw a 90 mile an hour fastball <laughs> and they're gonna pull and, him up. Yeah, and soon to be first round pick of the San Diego Padres. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one more. Last one. Uh Adrian Morejon. Oh, I know padre. who this is. He's a padre. He's a padre. Yeah. He is a padre. He is recently returned from Tommy John surgery. And Ben, you were on it. He is a relief pitcher. You were just a couple guesses. <laughs> oh, damn. He finally got it right. <laughs> he, he's still... a he's a lefty, you no? Know? He is a lefty, yeah. I remember I remember him because he has way too many uh ast- not asterisks. What's it called? Uh, the accent above the A's. A tilde? A little tilde? Is that what it's called? The tilde? Yeah, is it not called a tilde? The little accent thing above. Uh, he has yeah, one. I think he has one what or two in, he, he has in both one, names. It's, a, it's an accent mark. He has one over the second A in Adrian, and then he has another one over the O in Morejon. There's so much. It's so many accents. Yeah. There's a lot to be paying attention to. Don't don't pronounce that wrong. <laughs> M- Morejon. I, was, I honestly just want to say, on what's it, Andre Morjon. <laughs> Adrian Morgan. <laughs> that is a, that is a awesome awesome game though. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that is Padre Era Politician. Everybody, tell your friends. Yeah, look it up. Uh, I can say Rob in the near future, or you know, maybe we do a call in one of these times, and you just call in with a tough one. You just give us one hard one. It could be an old old Padres player because I remember when we used to play this. And I knew nobody on the Padres roster. That was like absolutely nobody. And I think I got zero back then because you were just naming off Latin American politicians that just, it sounded like they played on them. I mean, it was <laughs> it was pretty tough back in the day because there were guys. I mean, I was still a Padres fan back then. And there would be guys that I'd be like, I've never even heard of this guy. And I feel like I watch every game. <laughs> they literally were the, the epitome of just like calling someone straight from the, the stands and being like, you're in, buddy. Yeah, exactly. I, I think one thing that would be crazy as well, especially with, you know, in baseball, a lot of, the, I mean, there's so many Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, uh, you know, I think that it'd be crazy if you did all of MLB. You keep the name because obviously that's a genius and it's where it stemmed from. Do all of MLB with the politician thing and it would be absolutely absurd. I, I might go one for 50. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, it doesn't just have to be Latin American names either that I, I, I tended to go that direction um, back in the day, just because there usually were more less well known Latin American guys on the Padres. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's also less likely that you're going to know who, you know, the former uh, president of Honduras, who's been extradited to the United States is. But um I mean, if like, for example, I just pulled up the 2012 Padres roster and there's definitely some white dudes on this roster who, if I did that with like the, you know, Senator from West Virginia, like you guys would have yeah. no idea. Who <laughs> yeah. That would be, that would be, that'd be a crazy game. Like you don't yeah. think that they're, I'm trying to think of a 2012 Padre, like a, I think Hunter Renfro was on them back then. No, no, that's that's too late. Cameron Maben, like 2016. Cameron, Cameron Maben. Maben, he he was on the 2012 Padres. See that that's not a name that I would think would be a politician though. No, but let me give you an example. Um, Andrew Werner. One hundred percent. That's a politician somewhere. That is a 
left-handed pitcher from the Padres 2012 oh, but roster. But I'm also saying, if I look up Andrew Warner politician, <laughs> yeah. I, I just did. Andrew McCoy Mac, his his uh, nickname is Mac Warner, is an American attorney, veteran, and the current West Virginia Secretary of State. <laughs> exactly. So both. The answer was both. I mean, here's another good one. Casey Kelly. That's definitely a politician somewhere. A thousand percent. He's probably somewhere in California too. Yeah, he's, he, probably... he's a he's a comptroller in the Eastern District of LA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Did I you bet just you make that I up? Bet you yeah, I just made it up. Oh, oh, I was like, I feel really good about that. I bet yeah, you there's but... a Casey Kelly in the in politics in every single state. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd be willing to bet at least forty five out of yeah, 50. yeah. Some like people are willing to donate to Casey Kelly's super PAC. They don't even know what he's running for, but they're giving him <laughs> money for it. He just sounds like he means well. Yeah, yeah. That's a, all that's right, an Rob. Awesome game though, I love that. It's a, good, good, I good. appreciate you bringing that. Um, we'll we'll try and keep going with it. Have you call in one time and do some fun sure. stuff with that? Let me know. Uh, but now that you uh, you know, we endured your segment. We're gonna go into our segment. We did this last week, so if you listened, you know what it is, but uh, it is to stay on the gambling theme. It is over or underrated, over underrated. So the base of the game, I have five topics could range from just about anything out there, and you're either going to say if it's over or underrated. Trav, a little bit different from last week where I'm going to do both of you answer over or underrated at the same time, and we'll go through all five. And then – as we go through each one, feel free to debate with each other, talk about each one, go into everything, and then you know we can uh, we can assess at the end. Okay, Rob, I will. I'll let you answer first for all of them. Okay. Okay. So over or underrated, Rob? Welcome to the show. We're pumped to have you on here. So uh, I hope you don't mess this up. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do first one is chocolate milk. Underrated. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go. Can I say properly rated? I feel like mm. it's a it's a pretty well liked thing amongst humans, right? I, I mean, I would go underrated because everybody loves it, right? But maybe it doesn't get enough recognition as opposed to like regular milk. Which, if you like regular milk more than chocolate milk, I just don't really know if I can trust you. I so was you're thinking gonna... underrated because I agreed. Like I had the same exact line of logic and then i thought about how often i actually drink chocolate milk and i was like Mm. it's rarely ever which means it must be underrated because i should be having it every day that is Mm -hmm. that is very true because we know it's absolutely amazing but you're right i i couldn't tell you the last time i drank chocolate milk yeah i'm a big fan of chocolate milk you drink it a lot i'm drinking some right now (laughs) <laughs> that's weird because it's 1109 there p.m i'm i'm literally drinking chocolate milk as we speak looking at your milk settle your tummy go to bed yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, uh, just a little lactose before i go to bed <laughs> uh, all right i think i just i think what like heavy dark beer has replaced chocolate milk for me which is a fair substitution mm. i think but um yeah, yeah. i don't know it, i don't know when the last time i had it it was either Heavy dark beer is the adult replacement for chocolate milk. Wow. Well, and even even more on point is like if you have a nice like peanut butter milk stout, you know, like the Belching Beaver one, that's basically chocolate milk in beer form. Somebody's pouring something right now, and I hope it's not chocolate milk. (laughs) (laughs) I just poured the red. I have literally, I just poured a little bit of a glass of chocolate milk for myself. 
Now, is, is, this is, is, how it, weird. is it like you bought a jug of chocolate milk or you're making it as you drink it? You Wait, he it. has ice in it, he just said. I want to just quickly reflect back on that. That <laughs> is wrong. I put ice in my chocolate milk. Yeah, it's good. I like to have it extra cold. You don't own a refrigerator? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, I do. The milk was I know, in there. I know I rent put... in Brooklyn is expensive, bro, but what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude. I like it like I don't know chocolate milk. Could you imagine him going to a bar and they're like, "What can I get you, sir? Can I get a chocolate milk on the rocks?" <laughs> when, <laughs> like when real edgy. When would I ever uh, order chocolate milk at a bar? Like, I don't know. I don't know very many adults that drink chocolate milk at eleven ten p.m. either. So you're kind of throwing a lot of wrenches at me. And I definitely don't know any who put ice in it. <laughs> Zero. Well, one now. <laughs> it's good. Don't hate on it. It's good. It also adds a little bit of like, you know, waters it down a little bit. So you got to drink it quick. I'm a very open-minded guy. And usually I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I will never try that. No. Not ever. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I didn't know my chocolate milk. I would rather so drink debatable. like, I would rather drink like warm chocolate milk than put ice cubes in it. Yeah. I mean, warm chocolate milk isn't called warm chocolate milk. That's hot cocoa. No, I'm not talking about hot cocoa. I'm talking about chocolate Lukewarm. milk that was like left out, but it's not bad. It's just like kind of room temperature. And you're like, yeah, I'm just going to drink it anyway. I would rather drink that than put ice cubes in it. Yeah, like you yeah, went well. to the grocery store. You had a really hard time there. There's a long lines. You get back home. You just throw all the bags on the counter and then you go take a nap. Come back out. <laughs> Lukewarm chocolate milk that's not rotten yet. I would rather exactly. drink that than iced chocolate milk. Exactly. Dude, what kind of... I was very specific. Like, you do that a lot. You just throw the bags on the counter. I got to take a nap now. Dude, it's not shopping. It's just that he knows what he's going to do. If it <laughs> Grocery shopping is a huge excursion for me. So getting out of the house, you know, all the things. So it kind of suck. Jeez. All right. Well, that was just one. We got four more. uh rob in the spirit of you about to get married here in october congratulations um thank you thank you hopefully you don't do this anymore but i still want to know if this is over or or underrated and that is splitting the check um Devin's going to listen to this, so you got to maybe toe the line a little bit or what? I, no, we're, I mean, we're <laughs> fine as far as that's concerned. I, I'm trying to think back. I mean, it was like, it's literally been decades since I've been on a date and like had to even comprehend this thing. I <laughs> wait, say, wait, hold on. Rob, 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 you're 32 years old. You said decades. Like it's been 20 years. Going on a date yeah. t- <laughs> I didn't get out much, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob was going on dates at 12 years old. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> Yeah, and we were definitely splitting the bill because I didn't have that much lunch money. <laughs> Your mom gave you $20 and you're like, hey, babe, I don't have enough for these three quarter pounders. I think we need to split this. Well, because she wanted to get french fries and she wanted to put them in her burger. So that caught back. Call back, yes. Uh, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say underrated. Mm. Um, because I, well, uh, go ahead, Travis, and then we can talk about it. No, I'm with you. I think it's underrated. I think that especially when – because when you first start dating, usually, you know, you're like 16 to 18, something like that, where you have some bullshit job. You're not making much money. Why should I spend all the money that I – and, you know, say she's not working and she's just getting money from her parents. I'm there (laughs) for for eight hours a day, 
making $10 an hour. Why should I spend my entire paycheck on this date when you're getting money for free? You know, I feel that's always kind of how I looked at it. Yeah. I also think that like what's underrated about it is that you don't, as from the male perspective, when you're going into a date with a female, you don't always know what the expectation is. Are they expecting me to pay for it? Or is this, are they going to offer like, Oh, we should split it. And you're not sure, like, when do you bring it up? Like, are they going to offer when the check comes or what's going to happen? Whereas like, so I guess what I'm getting at is what's underrated about it is that if the expectation was always that you were just going to split it, I think that would just be better for everyone. Cause then like you're going into the date knowing you're only paying for half of it. So like, you don't really like everybody's only going to order what they're comfortable paying for and all that kind of stuff. You're not going to, you're not going to order yourself, you know, a plate of chicken fingers. And then the girl that you brought on the date orders the freaking surf and turf. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. My, my dish is $8. Yours is now 17. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm paying for everything. And like, and like you said, there goes my entire paycheck. Cause I, you know, I was bagging groceries at Albertsons all week and now I got nothing. <laughs> I, I do think though, I will say that changes a little bit as you get older. Like when I first took Hannah out or whatever, you know, I was 26 or so. And if you're making a decent paycheck, yeah, you should as a gentleman pay for it. But when, you know, at, Typically, when you start dating, you're younger than that. I think at that point, splitting the bill, super underrated. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Well, I like that ben, you guys, have you uh... been on a date? Or, like, what do you do when that happens? <laughs> Bricks on... is, is asking us right now because he's about to go on his first date, and he wants to know if he should pay for the bill or not. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's Because we haven't even touched on that. That's, like, a whole part of this show is, is Ben's dating life. What are you going to do in, on your next date, Ben? Um, my next date, I, I actually always typically pay the bill. I, I, it's one of probably the best qualities about me is I always pay the, pay the bill for the lovely ladies. Um, yeah. So if any ladies out there want to go on a date, I'm desperate. <laughs> Just if, if anybody who doesn't have any money that can't split a bill wants to go on a date, he's desperate. Anybody who wants the steak and lobster combo. <laughs> <get up> then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. This is a this is an important one to me, Rob. Over or underrated? Hot dogs, blizzies, bloody uh, sticks, meat. Underrated. Tubes. To, you can't you can't possibly rate them high enough. Mm. Underrated. Okay. Underrated. The old glizzies are underrated. You heard it, Trav. What do you think? I'm going to overrated, dude. Hot dogs. Okay hot dogs are not that good they're i I think i think in the in the right place in the right place like if you're at a backyard barbecue hell yeah run me up some glizzies that are that are cooked properly you know on the grill little burn marks but from like a at a ball game they're always just it feels like they just set it on maybe maybe even microwaved them and just threw them in a in a bun and you know i've had six beers at the game so i'm like yeah this is good hell yeah beer and hot dogs and baseball but I don't know, man. I, I, it's weird meat. It's just not that good. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, 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 to everything you just said. <laughs> I agree, Trev. I'll say that there's a time and place, and I think a ball game is actually one of the few places on the golf course in a barbecue. Three places. That's it. I'm not even doing this over underrated, but I will say I agree. Only three places that a, a hot dog's okay. I was actually saying that at a baseball game, they're overrated. Well, Sorry. I understand I, that, but I'm I'm, oh, okay. I'm building off yours, and I'm saying there's only three places that they're acceptable. 
after that, you know, eating the old bologna stick is probably not not the uh, not the smartest on a Tuesday <laughs> night with with your family. A bologna stick. I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was broke in college, I used to just take hot dogs out of the thing. I would just chop them up into little bits. I'd throw them on some French fries that I heated up in the oven or whatever, and I'd just have a whole hot dog French fry <laughs> fucking ordeal. And I'd cover Dude. the whole. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Sounds like, like, did you did you heat them up or did you just take oh, them yeah, straight no, out the them up. Yeah, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I throw them in the microwave or whatever, and then I I just throw them on the plate with the uh, with the French fries, and I just douse the whole plate in some ketchup and mustard, and I just go to town. Yeah, well, you, nice, you went to yeah. law. He went to law school, so I will cut you some slack. I'm sure that was <laughs> super expensive. I was and you're just say, living like he's living hot dog to hot dog. You know, what I mean, you know, he's just getting by. But now. Yeah. Now he can afford the good shit. Well, you know? I also smoked a lot of weed in college, so uh, <laughs> you know you get hungry and you don't have very much money. You just got you got to make do. Uh, okay, I, I I understand that. I will say, like, you didn't add your drink preference, and a nice glass of chocolate milk with ice would go great with the hot dog and fries. I just gagged in my mouth. Oh my god! At the thought of that meal. But, that just but, sounds like but a I will say, though, Travis, I, I do tend to agree. I actually don't ever get hot dogs when I go to baseball games because I do think that they are overrated at the baseball games because they don't they're not like really cooking you a hot dog. They're just pulling that thing off the fucking hot little metal. I mean, you can get the same mm-hmm. hot dog from a fucking AMPM or whatever, you know? Yeah. Which like, as a smart whoa, man, whoa, whoa, nobody whoa. wants to. OK, whoa, here we whoa, go. Whoa, Bricks. Whoa, whoa. I said smart man and Bricks wants to cut me off because. <laughs> I think he's about to tell me he eats AMPM glizzies. <laughs> I will say, you guys, those are heavily underrated. AMPM glizzy is so good, especially a little drunk. You just out there, maybe went out to the bars and you walk past an AMPM, you pop in there. You got two freaking glizzies oh. left on there. You know that you just are waiting to get the, the poops in the morning, but who cares, man? It's just, wow, heaven. You just walk out double fisting AM, PM glizzies. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, man. Saying, man. I'm just saying the old meat well, stick. Don't, don't underrate. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a hot dog from any type of convenience store before, but what I did have one time was uh, – I had a I had a friend in law school who was definitely the best poor person I've ever like been around. Uh-huh. He, and what I mean by that is endearing. He was very good at not having money. He was incredibly resourceful. <laughs> and like so he would like he would go into, you know, like a 7-Eleven or whatever and he would buy a bag of like flaming hot Cheetos or something and then he would open the bag after he purchased it and he would go over to the hot dog counter and he would just like fill the bag up with like nacho cheese and like jalapenos and all the other toppings that were free. And then he would just have this weird, like flaming hot Cheetos casserole in his bag. Of flaming <laughs> hot Cheetos. But he bought a bag of flaming hot Cheetos for like, you know, 75 cents or whatever. And he got like $5 worth of food out of it. Cause he just filled it up with all the other stuff. There's that no way this genius. guy doesn't have high cholesterol these days. There's no way. Ben, well, you have no room to talk. You just said that you <laughs> ate two AM PM glizzies 
every time you drink, basically. I didn't say I don't want to hear ever. about cholesterol for anybody. I think I have can count on one hand how many times I've had an AMP and Glizzy, and that's why they're underrated. I wish I probably had a few more, but I mean, <laughs> you go into the MPM, you see them, you're like, oh, I'm going to take one of those, and maybe a chimichanga. I think you're in you're probably sitting in the boat right now that has the uh, chocolate milk on ice. I think you're in that one alone. <laughs> you can have your right. AMPM glizzies and chocolate milk in your boat. Yeah. All right. Yes. So let's jump into the next one. This one is for you, Trav. Okay. Stack directly for you. Over or underrated? Bicep curls. <laughs> Uh, overrated dude working out sucks <laughs> my, my big thing dude i oh sorry hold on I'll, I'll let you answer real quick rob uh i was also gonna say overrated so go ahead i just think a lot of times you're either born with it or you're not you're either a big guy or you're not and luckily i was kind of blessed with decent genes enough to be like built all right you know but there's people that are just born and they're just like scrawny and you're going to be scrawny no matter what you do. And you going got- to the gym and unless you take steroids and stuff like that, you're not going to get that much bigger. Bicep you have curls cakes, are so- by the way. So I'm just I don't know to- why my ass came up. We're talking about <laughs> biceps. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just okay. saying. You're talking how you're built with this. I just want to make sure everyone knows again. Back to back episodes here. You got the cakes. Actually, perfect example. Uh, people work out to get an ass, right? They do squats, tons of squats, tons of squats. I don't work out, and I've got probably a better ass than any of you. No offense. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I about it. I'd agree. You're right. That's just how it works. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're either born with or without. And sometimes, you know, your genes aren't going to allow you to do enough bicep curls to impress females in that way. So you better either get funny or get a personality <laughs> or have a lot of money. You know, bicep curls don't work for everybody. Ben, which one are you going with, then? Oh, this is definitely uh, overrated. I don't like bicep curls. No, I mean, are you, are you going to get a lot of money, or are you going to get funny at one of these days? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Rob, when, when Briggs texted me that you were going to be on the podcast, I was like, well, tell me a little bit about him. <laughs> and he said, Rob is just a really chill dude that loves to talk shit to me. And I was like, me and Rob will love each other. Then. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. man. Go ahead. <laughs> That's all I got, dude. They're overrated, I guess. I thought for <laughs> sure. When I'm picking these, when I'm picking these, I sit down, I like have a nice cup of tea. I'm writing down all right. I get usually ten and I just whittle them down. Nothing too crazy. You know, it's like a it's my little nightly activity and I was building these out last night and I was thinking, Oh man, maybe bicep curls will be something that'll be a little point of contention. I feel like Trav will be like, Yeah, I only go to the gym, I hit bicep curls and I'm out. <laughs> well, you thought I, see, that's a compliment. You thought I did bicep curls. Don't do them because I was born with them. Yeah, know? that's true. That's well, true. This, see, this is why I think it's overrated too because, like, I have never had very big biceps and I've always wanted to have big biceps. And no matter how hard I fucking try, I can't get big biceps. So about five years ago, I said, fuck it. I'm not going to try anymore. And here I am. Yeah, well, just, and you know what, Rob? You didn't waste your time. I didn't waste my time. You know, now, if, you, if you want big steroids, you gotta inject some. Some. <laughs> you want you want big steroids. You want big muscles. You gotta inject some <laughs> steroids. Big... There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little turned after that piss I just took. My <laughs> oh, um, 
Um, okay. Last one. This one's for Rob. I was thinking about this. All right. Uh, maybe this is maybe this is more for his fiance Devin, but you know what? This one is for you, Rob. Over or underrated rated speakeasies. So if you don't know what a speakeasy is, to listeners, like the little things that you you knock on a, like a side door of a place and it's like you have to say a code or something and then you get into a bar. Basically started in Prohibition era where they weren't allowed to have bars. So to have these now and they're all trendy, of course, in Brooklyn, San Francisco, and LA. So yep. All right. I'm gonna say both. And I'm gonna say mm-hmm. it depends on which speakeasy you're going to. Because I've been to some speakeasies that were really cool. And so I would say those ones were underrated because I was like, man, I can't believe more people don't go to this bar. And then I've been to some other ones where it was like a very half-assed kind of speakeasy thing. And you're like, well, I'm just like at a bar and you just kind of put a curtain up in front of it. (laughs) I don't think you were at a bar, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they wouldn't serve me a glass of chocolate milk on the rock, so I don't think it was a bar. (laughs) I mean, I think if they did, then you would know it wasn't a bar. (laughs) Here you go. Does this smell like chloroform? My mom made it herself. <laughs> Fresh out the teat. Oh, wow. That's actually actually one of my favorite. I, I know this is way off topic, but um, the movie Hall Pass, when they're doing like, they're like these old dudes, right? And they're trying to pick up chicks. My favorite pickup line that I picked up from that is he walks up to this girl with a cloth in his hand. He goes, hey, does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> Just kidding. My name's Travis. Nice to meet you. <laughs> That's oh one God. of my favorite. I've actually used that before too, but uh, it didn't work out. Wait, did I, got, I, got, I got arrested. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely didn't work. She's like, hi, I have a boyfriend. I was like, geez. Does he use chloroform too? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. This it wasn't was the chloroform thing that scared you. It was just that you had a boyfriend. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, a, little, a little side story too. When I was at a speakeasy, I just thought about this too, and I'll let you answer, Trav, real quick. I was at this speakeasy, and this was like when I – Moved to San Francisco, and this is it's not even really speakeasy. It's kind of just like a low lit bar that they call a speakeasy. But I'm in there. I'm talking to this girl, and her friend is like obliterated. And uh, we kind of go off to the side and start talking to her a little bit more, or talking just her and I a little bit more. And then her friend comes over, and is like, "Oh, like you guys are hitting it off, ha <laughs> ha!" Like, and I'm sitting there, and her friend is standing. And her friend looks at me and she goes, oh, that's cute. And I was like, what? And she grabs like the skin under my chin and she goes, you got a cute little gizzard neck. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and what in what world is that a compliment? It wasn't. It, but literally, <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, this chick is just roasting me right now. I cannot oh my be here. God. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But, what uh, bar was that at? Uh, 51 or 15 Romolo in uh, North Beach. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my uh, speakeasy story. But Trav, go ahead. That's why I think speakeasies are overrated. I'm scarred. Hmm. Um, the only speakeasy I've been to was during COVID. Um, <laughs> my buddy Miles knew this spot, which it already sounds. When somebody says that, hey, I know this. I know this place like in the heart of COVID. I know this place that stays open. And you, I should have known, like, this is going to be a sketchy joint with some sketchy folk. Um, we did the, the same thing. You walk up front. The front was, like, boarded with wood, so you, no light would get out. 
and you walk around the back and then you knock on the door, give them their password or whatever it was. And then you end up getting to go in. Um, that's the only one I've been to. And honestly, through the, through the, the heart of COVID, it was the only time that I went to a bar. So I guess I would say underrated just because I had a good time and it was like a change of pace from me just drinking at the house or whatever. So, but honestly, I've never, I, you know, I guess it's a big thing in, in San Fran and New York. So I don't really know much about the speakeasies, but well, now let me it. ask you a follow-up question on that. So this bar that you went to during COVID, was it actually operating as a speakeasy because it was not supposed to be open during that time? Or was that just the theme of the bar? No, that was like real. It was like acting as a speakeasy, like so, back in so, the days when they so, couldn't know you were drinking. So this is actually way cooler than I actually agree with that. Those are heavily underrated. If it's actually a legit speakeasy where like 100 percent, which that was, then, oh, my God, that's underrated. But like today is what we're talking about. Speakeasies is like a, a trendy thing that people post on Instagram. Like, oh, there's this bar. And it happens actually a lot at a lot of bars these days where it's a legit bar on the front. And then you go into the bar and then like there's a back door at the back of this bar and it takes you to another like little small little bar, which is like, oh, that's the speakeasy. You have to knock on the door and then you have to know a code and they only allow like 10 people in there at a time. Oh, oh, see, no, this was like, I guess it was really operating as like an old, how speakeasies were like originally made. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like it was super cool because that's epic. That's amazing. You couldn't go anywhere and you couldn't like, and and I'm not even really like a big, I don't really like going out to drink like that that much, but it was like super cool to just get to do it because it had been like, you know, eight months, a year, whatever, since I had done it. So it was just like, I was like kind of looking around and just seeing like people talk to each other with, I don't know, this probably doesn't sound great, but like without masks and just like being carefree and just like how kind of I like to live, you know? So it's just like, that was super nice. So I, I'd say speakeasies are, are underrated. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's, I don't think I've ever been to a bar that was, I mean, that kind of reminded me, you know, like, what is it? The Black Horse Saloon or whatever, Ben, that's in San oh, yeah. Francisco where the guy serves beers out of his bathtub? Yeah, which is I a mean, great, that's like, what? no, dude, yeah, Trav, next time if you're in San Francisco and you visit and I'm there with you, I'll take you to this place. It's, it's known as like the smallest bar in San Francisco and it's not even a bar. It's technically, he calls it like a deli, Black Horse. It's like Black Horse Deli is what it's that's on the front. Right. And it, sir, it only can like technically fit if you walk up to it. It's probably... 10 it looks like it fits 10 to 15 people Wait, this guy like, fits 15 people in his bathtub no no so not in a bathtub he has like a little bar top and he just in the back behind the bar top is just like a bathtub of full of ice and he just has beers in there and then when he packs the place in there on fridays or saturdays then he'll like pull out from the back he'll pull out, pull out like a bottle of jameson which is he doesn't have a liquor license he just has his beer and wine license but he'll just like start passing a bottle around people and just rip shots of Jameson. Yeah. And then oh, he brings dude. out his guitar and then he starts playing songs and the whole bar starts drinking. And so it's like mm-hmm. kind of like a speakeasy because he technically isn't a bar, but he just mm-hmm. likes to go there and hang out with people who are willing to buy beers out of his bathtub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of the same vibe. Do you and think coolest- this, guy, if this guy was just lonely and trying to find ways to get people <laughs> to hang out with him? It was like, hey. I've got a bathtub and some ice. Let's put some beers in it. You guys come to this bar and let's just hang out. Boom. Got yourself also, a bar going. Also, does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This oh. Is that, yeah, I 100% uh, I, I would recommend going to that that bar because even when we went there, and I think this was when I was with you, Rob, is when we went into the bar or the deli, uh, they were, he was trying to set the record for how many people fit in there. 
And yeah. he's like, we're at 49. <laughs> we're at 49. One more person. Get in here. And literally, it's packed at assholes to elbows, Trav. You're literally yeah. packed. There's like a person like planking on top of the bar top. Everyone behind the bar with him. He's like, we got to get one more person in here. <laughs> and you <laughs> they, they, like People would walk with... by on the sidewalk and they would look at like, what the fuck's going on? And as soon as they would hesitate for a second, he'd be like, you're, you're in. Get in here. We got to pack it. <laughs> <laughs> and you said like comfortably it would fit like 10 to 15 people yeah it was nuts dude was everyone is literally, yeah it was so it's it's the size of my like apartment and just my yeah and it it was yeah it was nuts it's a cool little spot though but that i would consider a, a like small little speakeasy and i feel like there's a bunch of places during covid too which i wish i kind of would have went like you did where they're like oh they're still serving they're just breaking the law uh, I know Rob. Rob is definitely anti that. Rob was staying home, fully masked up, and spraying Lysol everywhere. No, I'm just kidding, Rob. But uh, I would I love. Actually, to t- I had a I had a tub of uh, of uh, what is that hand sanitizer just at all times. Every time I came back in, <laughs> I had to get pure. Oh, you weren't great. you weren't even using it on your hands. You were just drinking it. Um, yeah, I was just rolling around in it. <laughs> Oh man, this episode is going to be our longest yet. So Rob, you're welcome. I hope everyone lasts through our, what is this going to be now? This is going to be like a 120 minute long episode. Wait, did you just say Rob, you're welcome or Rob, thank you? Rob, you're welcome. I think you said you're welcome. As if, as if <laughs> Rob, I'm somehow you're... being blessed. <laughs> he is Rob, blessed. You're, He's you, blessed. Rob, you are welcome for getting to spend the last hour and 18 minutes with us, okay? <laughs> yes, he is. But uh, we have to conclude like we conclude every episode. With... Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I think you're going to do what I was going to say, so go ahead. We're going to conclude every episode like we always do with fresh off the couch question for you. I don't know what you were going to say. Now I I was I was just gonna say you can't end the episode without doing fresh off the couch, but of course, it's literally the name of the podcast. <laughs> yes. My bad. Uh, yes. Continue, sir. So we do have a fresh off the couch question for you today. This is a reoccurring one. Uh, we've used this before, but I specifically want to ask you this one again because uh, for anybody that doesn't know Rob, uh, he is a fast individual. He's pretty fast. He claims that he's very fast. Um, he's done. Um, rugby plays on softball leagues and he's done a flag football and I will give him credit where credit is due. He is very athletic um, and fresh off the couch. I will still say he is very athletic. So Rob, wait, 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 real quick before you ask him this, I want Rob to explain to a me and B our listeners, explain your, your body type. Are you, cause I, I don't know why I'm picturing you. Like he said, you're a lawyer. So I'm picturing you like, Six foot seven, nice <laughs> black, slick black, t- slick, slicked back hair, probably black, maybe brown, beautiful eyes, m- a little muscular. I don't know. I, I think I'm thinking of like the Lincoln lawyer, but yeah, let's hear it. you nailed it. I'm actually everything was right, except I'm not six, seven. I'm seven, three. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm like six feet tall. I'm pretty skinny uh i'd say slender athletic build yeah slender athletic i'm usually somewhere between 170 to 180 pounds and uh yeah i you know i'm pretty fast i used to be faster so i think i know what the question is going to be and i'm trying to think about it already but 
Keep going, Bricks. There you go. Wow, don't call me that. Um, <laughs> that being said, there you go. Fresh off the couch, no warm-ups. Just like I asked Trav, no warm-ups. You can do some mild stretching, maybe touch your toes a few times, maybe some hip twirls, maybe throw your legs around a little bit. But fresh off the couch, what is your 40 time? Yeah. So <laughs> he I, said, yeah. Because I thought about this. Like he's our – like it sounded like – like two episodes ago or what was it? Yeah, it was with Trav and Trav said he wouldn't even make it. Trav said he would throw out like break. I think he said he tears ACL. When Rob, when Rob said, yep, it sounded like he was like stretching for it to run it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. I'm He's like, like uh, give, me, give me, give me six seconds. I'll be right back. <laughs> he, literally, he literally called, literally said, Devin, grab the stopwatch. We're going outside. <laughs> They did it, babe. They did what I thought they were going to do. Let's go. We got to go. Uh, dude, that's um, funny. So and then she like, just, you just hear her. You, wait, you hear her from the back again? Okay. <laughs> this is the fourth time we've tried this this week. You're still not beating a six, buddy. I got to impress the guys, babe. Uh, so my issue is that I've never actually been timed for a 40 before so i don't really have a basis of comparison like i don't know that like oh when i was in college i used to run a you know four six or whatever you know but i like to think all right you see like the big guys in the nfl combine like the big linemen they get moving pretty fast those guys are pretty fast yeah they'll, they'll run like even like the biggest guys in in the combine like the big O lineman, three hundred and fifty pound lineman, will run like a three five, or yeah, a four, just, a, just, a five five. It, my bad, a three. Yeah, five like old. a five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so just like, an, it's just inertia. You get three hundred and forty pounds moving. Eventually, it's gonna pick up speed. You know what I mean? It's right. Just, and they're so muscular that like they can keep accelerating throughout the whole thing. Whereas like my thing is, I'm pretty quick, so I like to think I get up to top speed pretty fast. And then mm-hmm. my top speed's probably just not as fast as like actual athletes. So trying to balance that out, I want to say maybe like four, eight to five seconds, uh, somewhere in there. I think you'd run oh. a four. I'd, I'd say a four, nine, just uh, in the middle okay. of what you just said. Four, nine would be accurate. I've seen you play sports. I've seen you play flag football with us. I've seen you run still. I was on the softball team with with you when I lived in San Francisco for four years, and you still were the fastest around the bases. So, um, yeah, I'm still saying a 4-9, which is, which is pretty good, considering that Travis thinks he's going to tear his ACL. I mean, I would, I would absolutely pull my hamstring and probably never <laughs> run again. But... I have a question for both of you guys. This episode's so long anyway, so people are still listening. They're probably going to finish. So, have well, they, you guys they seen... poured themselves another glass of chocolate milk, so they're going <laughs> to They don't have any ice left at this point because they ran through the entire container. I actually did just pour myself another glass. No big deal. I'm disgusted. Uh, have you guys seen the Braves, They the freeze? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, it's, I'm going to ask you both. You guys so much. Do you guys think you could beat him? Uh, in that whole race thing, how they actually have per- people purposely fall. Like, that's what pisses me off every time. They'll have like people I'm calling purposely- bullshit on that. I watched a guy tear something. Like, well, it was like real maybe he too. did. Maybe he did. But like, that was the one guy, like, actually. But then after that, 
watch like other ones where these guys will like purposely fall so the freeze beats them and i'm like dude this guy was like right at the finish line and he was like looks like a sniper is in the freaking stands and shot him in the foot and he just like fell to the ground i was like that's probably to get famous on twitter or something like that for those guys they probably want that yeah i just i would beat him 100 i'd beat him you think i don't yeah i think i'd beat him now clarify for me does the freeze give everybody the same head start or does he vary the head start based on how fast he thinks you are? I think I, I'm not sure actually. I, but I, I, I want to say typically it's usually he gives you about like a, in just, this is just off the top. I think maybe like somewhere from three to five seconds head start. I'd okay. say three seconds is, is five seconds is no, that's egregious. There's no way it's you, five seconds. They're going pole to pole, right? Yeah. yeah. There's n- Around, just, around the around the warning track, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're not going across the outfield. It's like a it's a it's a long ways, dude. Right. I understand it's a long ways, but five seconds is. Uh, I think it's three seconds. I don't know, okay. dude. When the freeze I think gets I moving, easy he's he's booking it. I agree. He sm- absolutely well, smokes I, I, me. I'm more interested who he is. I'm more interested who he is. Like this guy. Nobody knows. <laughs> he's freeze. <laughs> this guy had to be a collegiate athlete like he had to probably run track in georgia or something and he's just like well they're like oh we know bobby can run really fast what do you guys want to do in the seventh inning well let's have him race people oh well i uh i dressed up at the freeze last halloween party you want me to do that yeah jump in the suit let's go you, you know it'd be dope too <laughs> if he like after he finishes the race takes his shoes off writes his phone number on one of the shoes and tosses into some lady in the crowd <laughs> wouldn't that be legendary oh yeah that would be that would be amazing oh or, or even better if he just like literally pulls two ladies out of the crowd and walks with him arm in arm and just like what, what's up and he, he points back at me and i'm on my hands and knees huffing and puffing trying to catch dead. my breath asking, asking for somebody to, seven pieces as i say asking for somebody to cart me off the field like can't walk anymore. trev i would pay a thousand dollars and i hope if there's any way the atlanta braves could listen to this i'll pay a thousand dollars and i'll pay for your flight to and back to that to atlanta and back if you can be racing against the freeze i'll pay them a thousand dollars to do that you know the scary thing is is william has connections with the old Braves head coach and manager, uh, or sorry, head coach and GM. If if somehow William like gets it to him, like, hey, this guy's willing to offer a thousand dollars, and he's gonna fly him out just to race the freeze, and then all of a sudden I'm at Truist Field, fucking like. <laughs> Better start I, stretching. I, I need to start I, stretching now. No, I, I, no, no, I swear to God, Trav, I'll, I'll pay you. I'll pay maybe you or them. Whoever wants the thousand dollars has the thousand dollars. I will put it on the line if they can get it. Has to happen this season, though. It's not like it's, it's a forever offer. This has to be this right. season. Thousand dollars to you, uh, race the freeze. Because I actually don't think you're gonna lose. I don't think you're gonna lose as bad as you think. It's, uh, you're gonna lose, yes, but you're not gonna lose as bad as you think. This offer stands whether I beat him or not. This is just I have to be out there. Yeah, and then also though, you in fresh in fresh off the couch fashion, you cannot stretch. You can do mild stretches, like I said. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, if we see you warming up on the TV. You bet your ass that you're gonna pay for your own flight back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing like full plyometrics, and Rick's like, "Nope, deal's off. This is bullshit." I'm just like, "No, I mean, I'll let you touch your toes a few times, like I said. Do a little, little hip, hip motions. I'll let you do all six that stuff." Jacks. You get six. Six. <laughs> yeah. 
there is, just you, you didn't you don't get any more like that this is the fresh off the couch podcast you gotta be fresh if anything man i would even add another thousand dollars if somehow you could even bring like an armchair out there and you just sit down and then right when they go you just stand up do a little hip back and forth and then you just get to line dude and i, and I look in the camera and say fresh off the couch on spotify check it out <laughs> And then take my hamstring. <laughs> dude, it's what you do for the pod, bro. Oh, do it God. for the pod, dude. Do it for the pod. Oh man, uh, that is great. Okay, so closing. That is that is uh this is week's episode. This is the longest episode. Again, I'm gonna say you're welcome, Rob, for making this the longest episode <laughs> because it was actually great. I had a lot of fun. Uh Rob, in past weeks, like last week, Brock could shout out his personal podcast, which is great at Newsick. Um, but in this case, what do you want to shout out? Tell the people who you are, anything that you want them to follow. If they uh, need a lawyer, whatever. Follow my brother's podcast. He's a DJ. Uh, cue the breakdown. It's on Spotify. Okay. Uh, and if you're in San Diego, go check him out at Nova. His name is uh, Shacked. This is his DJ name. He's a pretty cool guy. Uh, if you get in a car accident in the great state of California, <laughs> <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> Get, get my info from Ben. Oh, uh, man. If I ever have someone slide in my DMs and say, hey, man, I just got in a car accident. Can you give me your cousin's info? I swear what, if to so, God. what if somebody said, hey, I got in a car accident while listening to your podcast? You said, you said your cousin's a lawyer, right? Hey, I don't want to limit myself. I do work accidents, too. So if you hurt yourself on the job while you're listening to this, let me know. Um, and, yeah, I've always wanted to say this, so I'm just going to plug it in here. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Thanks for having me on. Oh, wow. There you go. I love hey, that. Hey, Rob, I, I want to say real quick, it was fucking awesome to meet you, man. You're right. Thank you, man. Travis, pleasure to meet you too. And, uh, thanks for having me guys. I look forward to listening to all the other episodes you guys come out with. Yes, sir. You got it, brother. Uh, that makes it an episode. Everyone, uh, check it out on all of the uh, platforms. Please like subscribe put on your notifications, do all the fun stuff with Spotify so you can keep listening to the wonderful here. Wow. Wonderful guys here. <laughs> Fresh off the couch, baby. You ready? <laughs> <laughs>